Welcome to Look Who's Talking, episode 140. Baker versus Russ. The football gods are funny. I think Jalen's a little more hurts than he's letting on, so watch those Philly futures. And the Bills battle for the number one seed on Monday night football. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my Yeah! That's the voice cracking from late puberty from your host for the most. Jeff with a G. Hewlett, thanks for joining us on Look Who's Talking, your favorite Canadian NFL gambling podcast wherever you're listening all over the world ni hao previet hola bonjour guten tag ciao and vanagam which is sri lankan that's the first of 27 things you're going to learn on this episode all right we got one of the hotter handicappers in the greater toronto area joining me for episode 140 just like the 139 before that weird michael everyone's got a weird friend mine's pretty damn good at uh scoring goals at arendale arena and betting on football games, he had the Packers pretty big. Nice hit, Ange. All of our episodes brought to you by Huck Media and the wonderful people at huckmedia.ca. Any meteor drone needs, follow them at Huck Media. You can also follow the show at Hughes Talking on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow Weird Mike at Weird Mike, spelled Weird M-I-C, on Instagram for uh, daily rage smashes weekend props picks, and a whole lot more as we head towards the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. We'll talk some playoff scenarios and how to bet them. We won't get too much into that stuff because, as Mike said in the preamble, that could all be redundant by next week. There's way too many teams still in this race, but that could lead to an advantage or a disadvantage to betting this weekend depending on how you swing it. I am betting on a couple of home teams to do well by their playoff wishes and uh, get through this week 17. Should be a lot of fun. Uh Look, the Niners keep rolling. One of the hottest teams in the league. I keep hearing best roster. Ken Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, this Super Bowl. I remember Tom Brady's first Super Bowl. He wasn't exactly uh, the man. He was the game manager, and that's what Brock's doing pretty damn well. I don't know. I can't do, pick put money on the Super Bowl future from a guy who's starting his sixth game. We'll talk about that. Uh, I told you to take the Bengals and Bucks a month ago. For futures bets, plus 2,200 for the Bengals, plus 1,400 for the Bucks. One team's gone one way, one team's gone the other way, and one team's got a big game against our Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football. Shout out to uh, all of our Look Who's Talkers for continually sharing the podcast and participating in our Hughes Holiday Helpers. Thank you to all of our helpers and everyone else uh, participating in our show for episode 140. We keep growing just because of you, so thank you. From the bottom of our hearts, shout out to our sponsors, BetStamp, uh, Bet Openly, and our partners for prizing, Team LTD, Storyteller Beverages, and uh, everyone participating in all of our contests. A lot of fun. Uh, our pick six contest is getting down to the wire. Shout out to our top three, uh, Hernzo uh, at number one. Looks like he's cruising. We got Bedford. We got Tom Clark. We got a bunch of other guys fighting for the battle. I'll post the standings and a lot more. Holy shit. Uh, I went one and five. Not a great week for point spread. Made a lot of money this weekend. Just uh, not on shit that I post. Either way, good weekend. Hope you guys had one. Weird, Michael, you're laughing. You're standing. You're just back from your tour. You got that energy. I can feel it. You like some stuff I say. You don't like some stuff I say. Why don't you just fucking say something to me, all right? I've been fucking trying to say something, Jeff. I've been fucking trying. <laughs> and it was all derailed. You know Why? Why? Because you said Tom Clark. Who the hell is Tom Clark? What kind of beautiful name is that? He's that uh, 
White resides proper in, British. Love it. He resides in North Carolina. He started wow. listening to the show because he's got a bet openly account and he won our spread survivor, which we launched about a day before the season started. Not too many people played, but he won it. Couldn't ship the beer to the state. So he put some money in his bet openly account. So I, and he's also, out, I sniffed out. You're going to stop doing that, Jeff? The 33 times in three minutes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no problem. Tom Clark, hell of a name. And that's what that on-screen laugh was, Jeff. I was cock-locked and ready to rock. You're right. The post-tour juice is in full effect. It may or may not have cost me my marriage. Unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. <laughs> I hadn't harnessed the energy of the post-tour juice. Huck's laughing like, because he's been on tour, folks, and he's seen it. And he's like, how could you possibly have any juice left? But it does. And I am very excited for the final show of 2022. Gentlemen, we're putting another year behind us, season six. Uh, coming off the second most profitable weekend of the year. Posting the big bets on Insta. Catch a follow. We're getting red hot ahead of Vegas. We're going to Vegas. Hashtag MGM. Hashtag pick six. It is motherfucking going down. Tonight is a hashtag episode. Okay. And I'm sad to see 2022 go. Horrible personal regression counterbalanced by raging business and gambling success. So... <laughs> It's got this, these, you know, the scales of justice there, that emoji I've been using a lot lately. Anyway, 2022 was, was fabulous. Even the miseries were fabulous. And I'm excited for 23 next year. I'll tell you one thing right now. I will not have this much energy next episode. So soak it up, folks. I will not have this much energy for episode 141. But tonight, I bring the noise. I bring two locks. Okay, big time, weird picks, about to go streaking football wagers shortly. That'll be coming after the Hugh picks. Because when I defer Hugh in the giving season, in the name of the holiday helpers, keep that account open, by the way, because I just spiked big and I will be, before you cap that, I'm going to put a little something in that deposit before our friend of the show redistributes. All right. Um, yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you had a lot of good holidays. It was a good, you know, it was a good year. 2022. The old pandemic ended. That's fun. Okay. But I don't know about you. I was fucking sick of masks and everything that had anything to do with it. It was a real thing. Are those of you doubting that it was real and it's over and it's great. Um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on. And also sports gambling became legal in like 20 in yes. like 13 states and at least a couple provinces. Not sure about the one that I'm in half the time, but, uh, doesn't matter. We just go back to the West, the wild West that it was before, but BC will catch up. Um, our Buffalo bills are also the number one team in the AFC. Uh, holding on to that one seed via tiebreaker for beating the chiefs in week six. I think it was. And uh, they got a tough one Monday night football coming up against the Bengals. One of the other hottest teams in the league that just play a lot of games that nobody watches. So they're not quite as red hot as like the Niners or, uh, you know, the Cowboys or Eagles, but, uh, they are. We just haven't been watching. Uh, Twenty-two nothing lead over the New England Patriots, and then the the uh, offense fell apart, and they almost gave that game up. That was that was for real. Missed extra point to uh, by the New England kicker, your boy, 
Uh, to make it 22-19, missed it 22-18. They got into the red zone and fumbled. Anyway, tough time Pickle. to be a Patriots fan, but you know what? Fuck you, all right? You had a great 20 years. Suck it. Um, Is that game making your board? little Hugh Picks teaser? Miami, New England making your board this week. No, it's not. I okay. don't like the Dolphins' backup quarterback. Uh, Ready? Is it Teddy? They might play that Shaq guy. Everybody loves Teddy. We'll see. I don't know. I was going to, I would, my lean's the Dolphins. I would not take the Pats. I don't think they're already talking about their new offensive coordinator. All right. This whole Matt Patricia, Joe Judge experiment did not work. All right, Bill, just admit it. Can you just admit it? Your offense is awful. I could see, uh, I could see Bill just, just, just tossing the keys on Kraft's desk, you know? I think at this point, I think at this point, Kraft would like that. To be yeah. honest, you know, hey, I think, I think Kraft's leaving little post-its or kind of cues around this. Like, it's time to tear it down, and we all know the rebuilds don't take five to seven years like they used to. They sure don't. Shit happens fast. Two, three years, you can be out and about. Um, but back to the bills. There, sorry, I, I just well, I was uh, I was queuing. I was curious where you stood on that Patriots thing. We'll, we'll yeah, that's okay. That. Uh, the Bills are going to win the game because the Bengals all-star right tackle is not playing. And that's the precise moment that Cincinnati failed to move the ball in any capacity. And the first week after is always the hardest. They might be okay in that week 18 game. And they're, they're still kind of pushing for a bye, but... There is no need for them to go. I mean, I say the word all in, but that streak's going to end. If they go into the postseason having won 10 straight, they're not winning 11, man. All beat up and booned down and no buy. And, you know, a tough opponent rolling through. They play the Ravens in the final game. Like, what kind of schedule? That's a hard schedule. Bills-Ravens playoff game? Like, wow. Well, they made the Super Bowl last year. They're not supposed to get a fucking easy schedule, you know? Yeah, but that, that's that's why I like the Bills a lot. It's a scheduling pro uh, for the Bills. Throw in that right tackle injury. We talk about that Philly also lost their right tackle, Lane Johnson. Yep. So these Lane's are- out. Look- Lane's out looks like it could be for at least the regular season, but Collins on the Bengals is out for the year. Yeah, that's He's done. done. That's a problem. You're right. Go Bills. Monday night football. We got a hashtag open house at Centennial. I'm blowing this thing up like Thanksgiving. You know why? Because if the Bills win this game, they're highly probable to take the one seed and the march for Weird Mike to the AFC title game at Highmark Stadium will begin next Monday. Huck, get your ass holiday. We're calling it New Year's leftovers at Centennial. Bengals, Bills, Happy New Year. Get your ass to Centennial for some holiday celebrations and a Bill smash. Huge. Holiday leftovers. It just rolls off the tongue as a party, eh? <laughs> <laughs> not, not, quite, not quite the party. Yeah. Floor, no. But it, it nevertheless rolls off. Also, the even the food that comes to mind. Like, I have no idea. Like, you know, Christmas leftovers is pretty standard. You know, New Year's leftovers, it could be. Pizza and party poppers. Very exciting. Favorite TV show, favorite team. Let's go.
All right, so we got a fired coach. A lot of people saw it coming, kind of hard not to. Nathaniel Hackett let go on Boxing Day. Not even 12 hours past Christmas when you lose to Baker Mayfield and the hapless L.A. Rams by 30-something, uh, you know, in front of everybody. And then you, you got your offensive lineman fighting your backup quarterback. Regardless, look, let's be honest. Nathaniel Hackett's probably a very bad uh, head coach. But this, his, this firing, this is on Russ. Because Hackett was brought in first. They didn't get Rodgers. So they're like, all right, well, we need a rock star quarterback. Here's a guy who's, you know, not quite as good as Aaron, but we think he's pretty good. What do you think, Nathaniel? Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Like, what's he going to say? No, you know? No, hey, it seems like you're offering a lot for this guy. Like, no, all right, yeah, fucking bring him in. Because a developmental quarterback as a first-year head coach is, is the Vance Joseph way to get fired at the end of the first year. Russ, he figured Russ would get him a couple years. Either way. It's not his fault that Russ isn't mobile anymore, and he's not even trying to be mobile, so he doesn't trust his legs. Ah. He's still in that pocket and just has never been the best pocket passer for crossing routes. It's really weird, but uh, let's, underline, Russ, man. let's underline the key word in that last sentence, Jeff. Mm. It wasn't pocket. It wasn't rotation. It wasn't hack. It was he's not even trying. Russell Wilson is taking a dive on the 2022 NFL season. You're right. <laughs> Hackett is not the guy. He, we're talking about leftovers, okay? As weird as it sounds, Wilson was leftovers to what the Broncos wanted, okay? High-class leftovers, leftovers that still cost you a lot of money, but that's not who they wanted. So in comes Russ and be like, hey, this ain't the year. Get this guy out of here. You're right, Jeff. He's looking at receivers and he's not throwing it to them. Of course, these grown men who weren't in the room when Russell signed a contract for a quarter billion dollars, which could have any stipulations, clauses, incentives. Is decentives a word? Can you decentivize someone? Yeah. Like, yes. Okay. I don't know okay. if that's the exact word, but you can. <laughs> sure. So that's what happened in Denver. Russell Wilson didn't go from this to that in a moment. He is straight Jerry Seinfeld putting on the rainbow suspenders, coming on stage and throwing a dive before Kenny Banya. Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> is Kenny Banya. He is the time slot hack that came in at what looked perceived to be the perfect time. Walmart, new owners, infinity pockets, new shiny toy, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. He, he didn't, he's not doing this on purpose. It's horrible for his brand. He, he did sign a quarter billion dollar contract, but to get all of it, he does need to somewhat play like at least an average quarterback. Eventually. Here's the other thing that I heard you say that was very important. All right. You said, nobody goes from this to that or from that to this as in no one goes from being an all pro quarterback to whatever the fuck we're watching right now. That so quick. it almost that, so quick. that quick. And I've, that's been reported everywhere. Like, have we ever seen this before? And here's the problem that I tried to tell people in week one podcast this season is that it's that the, that was never that good. All right. And Pete Carroll knew it. And that's what Pete Carroll's a smart guy. All right. He's got what one quarterback tenure left. He's the guy's 80. All right. So he's not signing Russ to a seven year deal to cruise out on the sunset on an immobile 
undersized overachieving quarterback and he let him go and people should have listened. So what I'm saying is everyone's so surprised. He went from all pro what they think is all pro to this. And I'm saying it is he was not all pro. Okay. The Seattle Seahawks coaching staff and everyone was making him look like an all pro or at least something up to that. He definitely used to be better. I'll give you that. But Russell the discrepancy Wilson. isn't as big isn't as big as everyone's thinking. People are thinking he went from number three in in the world as quarterback to number thirty, and I'm saying he went from thirteen to twenty six. That's all I'm saying. Um, so I'm going to say that Russell Wilson in Denver is not about Seattle. It's about the Denver owners needing a big shiny splash as newcomers, right? You don't want to start your career with Tebow or. Drew Locke or wh- whoever was there, right? Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Brock Osweiler. So Russell Wilson, name, trusted, blah, blah, blah. No, I get it. I get it. So given the circumstances of their surroundings, right? Russ is intelligent, if nothing else. You he could be he could be a batty, he could be stupid, he could be fake, but a lot of fake people are smart. Okay. And I think I watched that Christmas Day game and it hit me like a ton of bricks, like Santa's sack over my head. Okay. Russell just wasn't trying. And it's leaked in. And I think that's why the O line want to beat him up because you're right. You can't always be good at it. You can't. You can't always be good at it. And you're right. This shouldn't be happening at this level. But. Like I, I said, think we're not it, in that room. I think you're right, Mike. Like there's one thing there where it's almost like the O-line is basically thinking almost what you're thinking. Like have to be. how can a guy who's not like has not some rookie just be missing receivers and he's not even under pressure. He's just missing them. So like, are you, Hey Ross, are you doing this on purpose? Team three? Like, do you just not like Denver and you just want them to buy you out and go somewhere else? I don't know. No, They're probably thinking some weird shit too. The leftover coach. He was never the guy. I'm not saying Russell has some guy in mind, but he didn't, it wasn't Hackett. Like they're not, the writing was on the wall early. So when you only have a couple bullets in your gun, right? Remember Russ isn't walking around with a fully loaded AR-15. Yeah. He's got a Smith and Wesson with two bullets left in it. And you think he was going to waste one? With Mahomes still at the peak, with Allen making this heroic charge, with Burrow now, all these weapons materializing, this wasn't the spot. This shit is chess. It ain't checkers at that level and at that age. It's different. Burrow couldn't do that. I agree. Tell me. You agree? I agree. I agree. However, if Russ, if Russ is playing chess, all right, Sewering your your Hall of Fame career uh, is a bad strategy. You know, like what, if, if this is on purpose, it's stupid. Uh, okay, hold on. One last on, thing. On. It's not. Okay. It's not. Everything happens fast, right? That's been a theme all year. Revenge has been a theme. Happens lightning fast. So if the Broncos win a Super Bowl in two years with a new coach that Russ likes and a revamped defense and maybe a shiny new draft pick, right? Yep. Is anybody going to give a shit about that Christmas loss to Baker? Like you think that's what I'm saying. Like the new cycles, the, <laughs> what if he wins two, even I mean, he's not going to win two. He, he might, he's got one run in him, right? Either way. It's not like he's going to be able to go on the mic with the, with the confetti flying around and be like, by the way, I planned this all. <laughs> like, 
But he's that guy that would say it. He would say that. This was a six-year plan, guys. I'm so happy. Praise God. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, anyway. like half, you know, half the team's gone. There's too much turnover. Anyway, here's one comparison I want to make to Hackett that was never going to be good. Week three, he hires a guy. He brings in a guy off the couch to be in charge of football game management, a.k.a. your job as the head coach. <laughs> All right. Now, some they say some people, some managers are just supposed to be great delegators. All right. Not in every situation. Imagine I opened up episode 140 today and it's like, hey, guys, I'm still the host of the, the of, of Look Who's Talking NFL. However, I have delegated my picks to, you know, Hearns and I've delegate, delegated my jokes to uh, Dewey. And I'll be here in the background. Tell me how it goes. Uh, don't blame me if it fucks up because I'm not making the decisions anymore. And those are Dewey's jokes. And those are Hearns' picks. Like, again, do you still think I should be the host of Look Who's Talking after that? No. In, in, in the sports world, to be like a third base coach in baseball, hiring an assistant to stand next to him to be in charge of base running decisions. What do you do here? So that was never good. Peace out, Hackett. All right, it's enough about the fucking th- three and ten Broncos who are going to no, give was, their. Th- I think I think that was gripping radio. That was pretty good. Either way, they're going to give their third overall pick, possibly second overall pick, to the Seahawks, who started the year probably wouldn't be going quarterback, but Geno Smith's QBR is way down in the past few weeks. And how often do you pick second or third overall? You don't. So, as the Colts with luck proved. When you're picking at the top, you got to take advantage regardless of your situation because it doesn't happen. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I don't think, has ever picked in the top, like, top three. They just don't. Um, All right, moving on. But, yeah, Baker versus Russ, football gods are fucking funny, man. <laughs> They're showing, like, the stat line. And remember we talked about this in the Truth of the Week, uh, both of us. We talked about this with Hawk, like, week three. The line between being a $250 million quarterback and being cut is like per- the perception of one or two general managers that, and then ever no one else just has room, but you got Baker Mayfield 22 for 25, two touchdowns, 250 yards, cut and waved this year, Russell Wilson, one for one. For, oh, I think he was two for eight, three picks, 60 yards, $250 million. I, I think, uh, I think it's breaching fever pitch. There's just too many smart people in too many high places. This this show, season six, episode 140, can't be the guiding principle on how much to pay your quarterback because <laughs> Huntley, Huntley, you guys just winning games. It doesn't look any different. That score would have been maybe three points difference, that yeah. Atlanta-Baltimore game. I love Lamar. I love him. I want him to give him a billion dollars, but they're <laughs> – it's ridiculous. It's actually starting to get me mad. Take, me too. Take days. the fucking money, Lamar. What are you doing? <laughs> Everybody needs to take all the money because yep. soon <laughs> greed will prevail like it always has for all of mankind. It's just too much. It's just too much. I'm saying also, 200 million, I, like Mike White or uh, the backup or whoever the backup is, Huntley, can't make. 1.7 and the guy he's coming in for make you know three quarters of a billion right like, especially if the point differential between especially if the point differential between them as results is like two points you know <laughs> and vegas is telling you Tannehill went out and the, the, the line dropped a, a point malik willis <laughs> has thrown nine passes in his life 
in this league and the point spread moved one. Okay. Is that worth $197 million to an NFL owner? Like what the hell's he doing? Doesn't Huck, he, right? Huck, was that, was there more, has there been a more disappointing Titans loss uh, in recent oh, yeah. memory than the last week? Uh, no, definitely not in recent memory. Maybe, there was one playoff game where they had the Chiefs on the ropes and then they fell apart. Oh, yeah. 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 The Mariota but throw to himself game. That's yeah. not as disappointing as losing to the Texans when you're like yeah, fighting for I the division. Know. And Tannehill's done. Like, if, yeah. if he's done for the year, you might as well mail it in and completely right? like, because otherwise, like, what's the point of squeaking into the playoffs and then just getting beat by the bills or the chiefs or whoever else like you ready you ready what millions of dollars for hosting an nfl playoff game <laughs> all right bonuses so i yeah i agree i was all over him huck i, I smashed on him i, I that was my so last week was the, yeah. the the weird pick hundred dollar parlay but the titans you said uh recent memory well that's all it's going to be because they're laying it down that's another theme this week Titans aren't starting anybody. They play on Thursday versus Dallas. Winner against the Jags in week 18 takes everything. They even if they lose? Even if, the, if, even if any combo of Jags-Titan win-loss. Yeah, I didn't understand this. It's just, it's just any combo. So if the okay. Titans win, then the Titans will have, they'll, As in like they'll have Jag- one less win. They need to have Jags- the same record for yeah. the last game it, to matter. Jags no, win they, this they week? Don't. They will have the same record now if the Jags, who are favored, and the Titans, who are underdog by 10 points at home to Dallas. Okay, that tells you everything you need to know about what I'm saying here. All right? No, so they you're are, right, yeah. It's a collision course, week 18, Jacksonville, lose, Tennessee, lose, one win, one lose, one loss, one win. It's all in Duval County, week 18. Might get the flex in. To the Sunday night football game. Might not. <laughs> might not. <laughs> hey, you know what I might get? Uh, there's a Saturday flex. There is no uh, Monday night football crew stole a game and is putting it Saturday night. The, the, the Saturday before the final Sunday of the NFL season. It's week 18. Week 18. Usually all the games are on Sunday. They pick right. one for Sunday night. But Monday Night Football got screwed on some Monday Night games and they screamed the high heavens. So then now they are plucking one game that matters and putting it on Saturday night and calling it the Monday Night Finale. So that's exciting. Crazy. Oh, man, I'm so sick of uh, that. Uh, that I'm so sick of uh, Olsen as the commentator. Him and Burkhardt are awful. It's true. Like, it's getting real bad. Like the comparison between the other two, the other top teams is like, it's just, anyway, bring Tom Brady in anytime. <laughs> I'm kind of glad Romo and Nance got stuck with that Russ Baker Christmas massacre. <laughs> that made me, that, would, that made me smile every time Romo's trying to keep this interesting. I was just like, you can't buddy. You it's can't. Done. I don't yeah. care what you're doing. They honestly, but they should have fun with that shit. Like, imagine you cut, imagine they just click to, to the Nance and Romo in the third quarter and they're like putting, you know, they got a little putting green in there, like <laughs> throwing down like a hundred, hundred bucks a putt. Oh yeah. It's the third and 10 ramps, but, uh, it's, it's, jokes. it's, uh, Nance's third miss in a row. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Steelers are going for 500. I bring that up because I'm just going to do a little summary of my futures, the futures picks that I did before the season for you. We did really well on teams, not too bad on players. Um, I finally listened to the full episode and I did miss on one or two, mostly because of injury. But here's a little summary for you of all the futures picks given out by Jeff Hewlett uh, before first kickoff Bills Rams this season. All right. Our number one pick, our gold pick was the Giants over seven wins. Check. Silver pick was the Chiefs over 10 and a half wins because the demise of the Chiefs has been greatly overreported. Check. Steelers with bronze pick. Steelers over seven and a half wins. They're currently sitting at seven with two games left. So we will see. Then we had the Seahawks. This was the first one I put out in the summer. Seahawks over four and a half wins. Fucking right. And the Broncos under 10 and a half wins. Let's go. All right, on the the episode right before the season started, here were our touchdown futures. Good and bad. DJ Moore over four and a half touchdowns. Check. Devonta Smith over five and a half touchdowns. Check, check. Baker Mayfield over 22 and a half touchdowns back when I thought he would start the whole year for Carolina. No, sir. Trevor Lawrence over 22 and a half touchdowns. Check. Kyle Pitts over four and a half uh, touchdowns. That was my gold pick that week. He got hurt for over half the year wasn't looking good anyway but he got hurt and then hunter renfro over five and a half touchdowns knock doesn't look like he's going to make it with two weeks left he's got a couple but he also missed like six or seven games anyway we're pretty damn good at futures betting uh hopefully you people within the higher tax bracket than me are throwing down on this stuff uh so i'm winning my hundreds hopefully you guys can win some thousands big shout out to storyteller adam who did follow me on a couple of these also threw down on the detroit lions threw down the Jacksonville Jaguars and threw down on the Carolina Panthers as a big Panthers fan this week. One of our partners, storyteller, Adam from storyteller, a logger. All right, man. Um, let's get, let's move towards our picks. Uh, yeah. Huck. Sorry about the Titans, bro. You know, so uh, it was really looking promising for a while there when they smoked the Packers on Thursday night football. It was like, all right, who's going to stop these guys. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster. Yeah. It's just sucks because we're running out of Derrick Henry time. Man, they go up seven nothing on a nice Derrick Henry run, and you're like, this is over. Like they're gonna win twenty to three. They're gonna run Derrick Henry all day. And when you don't have a QB though, you like you they yeah. know you're gonna run him all day. Yeah, and at, a certain, at a certain point, yeah, they just yeah, Malik looks disappointing. Not looking great so far, no. And what do you think's creeping into the king's mind? That's a lot of tread on those tires, man. Village to village. You know, how many, we all know running back life is short. This guy was. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. They don't have much time left with him. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I feel like he's cheesed. He never got the super big bag, never got the MVP. Uh, They fucked up when they get. After his MVP season, that they didn't give him the MVP, which was widely reported on this show. Big King Henry fans, yeah. Um, And 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 then worse than that, they paid Tannehill, and then they and then they did and they gave Derrick Henry like kind of a borderline, and then they traded AJ Brown. Yeah, like they did it to themselves here. They uh, they Music City miracled. Their playoff chances. <laughs> I think I said they paid the Duke and left the King with a with a with a tiny ransom. So you're right; they are going backwards. They're about to get ass clapped on Thursday, final Amazon game of the year. Um, I've enjoyed the Amazon games. I have. 
Their pregame is the best, by the way. I was just going to say that. The pregame is amazing. They just let it flow. It's less like, all right, here's you talk for 15 seconds. And then, and then here's a graphic. And then here we're going to go to this bullshit interview we did for four minutes. No, like, it's it's real. It's like, it's Fitzy. It's Sherman. It's, you know, a very cold Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. He's, he's lacking. But he, they put yeah. him off on the side. Like, he's not going to be back next year, I promise. Whitworth, Fitzy, and Sherman are great. Uh, Gonzalez wants to be in Hollywood with the guys. Yeah, he just took the money with the Amazon and Bezos when he was just dishing out that cash. Yep, and he's the odd man out there. I guarantee you, he's not back. How's that for? Can you bet on broadcasting futures? I would love to because McVeigh's getting in there at some point. He's regretting this comeback very, very much. Could have just left Super Bowl champ. I'm gonna go do Amazon for four years for a hundred million dollars. Like go to basically go to work down the street. He lives in L.A. Anyway. He's so young. I know. I didn't even think he was going to, he was contemplating, but apparently he was very, very close to taking the Amazon deal. And then literally someone like, you know, in his ear, maybe I think it was, I actually think it was older Shanahan. who was like, look, man, you just won the Super Bowl. Like fucking stay in it because look what happened to Gruden. Like you get out of it for too long. You come back, you know, you you turn into a racist. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like you, you you just, you can't quite get right back into it. But this is something about that greed thing that this is creeping into the sport I love, man. Like, that's not right that Bezos would just go ahead to the brightest young football mind at the pinnacle of the sport and just be like, here's 422 million, come for me. Like, if he didn't do it to him, he'll give Lester to that. He gave it to Herb. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's there. Also, the greed is now at the child level with the NIL at college. Gonna give a college pick soon coming up. The playoff, my Buckeyes are in there. Um, but damn, it's it's there, man. I don't want to be all negative and shit, but it's 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 less a season seven, season eight prophecy that's gonna. Well, here's the thing, too. McVeigh's a sharp dude, right? As in, like the Rams built the team to win now. All right, you know when your general manager's saying fuck them picks. Your general coach, your coach might be thinking, well, fuck the future. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I might figure something else out because this Rams team does not, their prospects don't look good. Like Jalen Ramsey's slowly getting a little slower, still a fantastic corner, but not who he was two years ago, or especially not who he was four years ago when he was a behemoth on the Jags. Donald's one foot out the door and Stafford's coming off injury. Anyway, enough about that. All right, let's go to our picks. Let's make some money this week and uh, should be a lot of fun. Interesting thing, by the way, just before we talk, just quickly, uh, I do. I, I'm a shoulder guy, shoulder injury specialist. Without actually having any medical degree, I just got bad shoulders, and I think Jalen Hurts is more hurt than people think. If you watch the play that got him hurt, very weird by Adam Schefter, by the way, to just randomly post the exact play that it seems that's when Jalen Hurts got hurt, and it probably was. He got his. It looks like his throwing shoulder dislocated, even if it went back in from being rolled up on by a 300 pound guy. Uh, yeah, he's not going to be the same. I know he's a running guy. He's stronger than fucking I am. I get it, but I would be wary of Eagles futures bets. I think Gardner can do the job. Don't get me wrong, but it's a tough job. Uh, so just be wary. I think Jalen hurts is going to be out a little longer than people think. I think they might try to save him till that first playoff game after the buy, if they get it. All right. Uh, uh, Mike, do you want honors? I believe you. I mean, you're, you're parlayed in hit. 
Greg skipped on L came on Instagram right after the episode and was chirping you. He's like, is that supposed to count as as, as a couple picks? Or just a favorite <laughs> parlay? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Well, yeah. let's just go with the bankroll. It's a lost pick. I told you to take them together. Yep. And they didn't win. So that's a big fat Al. As much as I'd like to put an asterisk beside it. It's okay. You're putting out some really good. You cool yourself. You never want to cool yourself. You're putting out some nice picks on uh, Instagram. Big win with the Packers. Why don't you go first? All right. I know. I but I didn't win. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give my CFB playoff pick like I've done every year. All right. Season six. And then you're gonna take it down. And you're gonna you're gonna go four and two minimum, Jeff. I'm gonna hey, I'm let's gonna go. take anybody, any look who's talkers. I'm taking Hewlett's picks blind against your 20 beans. I say he goes four and two. You could hear him and then decide to message me saying, Hey Mike, I'm gonna take you up on that bet because I think Hewlett's gonna stay cold. But I don't think that's the case. CFB playoff, New Year's Eve. That's goddamn weird. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And I'm a weird dude, and I'll probably be watching every Michigan minus seven and a half steamrolls the Horn Frogs. That's weird, Mike's. Goddamn, I would never. And have you ever heard me smash on the Wolverines? Never. But Harbaugh's cooking. They were in the playoff last year. They got a taste. It feels like the committee is going out of their way. They could have easily. Brought the back in a different way to have Michigan with a tough game. They didn't. They want them in the finals. It's good for college football. TCU, great story. They lost to K-State. You know what K-State wants to be? They want to be Michigan. That's what they run. And I watched all that game. It's just too much. They're not going to get any calls. And it's just plow forward blue. Even if it's close, they cough it up late. Minus seven and a half, big blue rolls. Four o'clock kickoff. All right. New Year's Eve. I like it. I like it. I I, I like a couple. I I got a couple of college picks, just two leans and a like. All right. Because I'm not a big college better, but I do like the big games. I do like the big teams. I'm going to lean Ole Miss minus three and a half over Texas Tech. Um, I'm going to lean South Carolina Gamecocks. My boy Spencer Rattler, who's made me more money this year than almost any NFL team. Every big Rattler win, Jeff was behind. I've believed in this guy since Oklahoma. He's weird. Apparently, he's, you know, I don't know what he's like as a dude, but I've been watching this guy zing the ball since high school, and he can zing the ball, and the Notre Dame guy can't. <laughs> it comes down to that a lot in bowl games. But where I'll actually be laying my money is the Alabama Crimson Tide at minus 6.5 over Kansas State in the Gee. Sugar Bowl. Absolutely. Nick Saban, just the Alabama program, they, 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 they're always all in every game. All right. There's, they're not taking anything off. Their depth is incredible. So not scared of injuries, not scared of anything. Alabama's going to roll them. Um, all right. Okay. Let's go to our picks. Cue the Obi Trice. Here we go. You. All right, here we go. Tough week last week, one and five. After going three, two, and one the week before, we were floating, fighting 500 all season. Again, this is our sixth season of Look Who's Talking. Thank you, Hawk. Thank you, Mike, by the way. Fucking six seasons, boys. And and I've never finished below 500, ever. Two weeks left. Got a bit of a job in front of me. Wasn't the best year, but we made up for it in props and some live betting, and that's what we do it. Follow us at Hughes Talking, and we'll keep you rich. Here we go. Uh, All right, my gold pick. 
I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks at home, plus two and a half. This started off as a minus one for Seattle and was widely bet down. Ideally, probably by a bunch of New Jersey bettors, all the way to plus two and a half for the home Seahawks. Tyler Lockett's questionable, but Geno Smith's playing. Um, look, Seattle's still a really tough place to play. It's even tougher in uh, December. It's even tougher when Seattle's fighting for a playoff spot. This place is loud if they were 0-12. They're not. So with playoff chances in sight, for the Seahawks, we got Mike White playing with still cracked ribs, but sorry, still broken ribs, but cleared to play. What does that mean? I don't think we're getting 100% Mike White. How do you? I don't think 100% Mike White wins this game, but we're not getting 100% Mike White. By the way, keep this in mind, folks. All of you about to throw down money on Mike White 10 weeks ago, happy you didn't know who he was. All right, so just be careful betting on Mike White in week 17 facing the Seattle Seahawks, who are borderline a playoff team. So if Geno Smith's playing, I'm betting on the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half by the by the half point. Fucking celebrate. Let's go. All right. My silver pick. Look, they've been one of the worst point spread teams of the year, and I'm rolling with them again because that's why the number's so low. Uh the underachieving Still talented, incredibly old at quarterback, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the ship to clinch the division. And all of my futures bets get very alive because they were plus 3,300 just a week ago, plus 2,000 to win the NFC just a week ago. So let's go. Let's clinch this division against the Carolina Panthers. We got Sam Donald and the pretty hot Carolina Panthers rolling into town, which is why I'm getting a low number at minus three. Uh, I feel like this should be four or five. I'll take it. Yep, Carolina already beat him this year. I get it. Uh, I'll take the Bucks and Tom Brady to get the job done and kind of mold as a team heading into the playoffs. Give themselves a chance. Everyone's just way too quick to bury the Bucks as a team that's going to like lose by 40 in the first playoff game. No way. Look, they're gonna if they win this division, they're going to play Dallas. It's almost lined up. And Dallas is going to come in as like a seven-point fave against Tom Brady and the Bucks. They'd rather go to Minnesota and play the 13-win Vikings than Tom Brady and the Bucks. All right, just trust me. All right. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks. Minus three with my silver pick. My bronze pick is the Buffalo Fighting Bills of Buffalo on Monday Night Football. Minus a half point at the Bengals. Again, as Angeletti mentioned earlier in the show, starting left tackle, Mr. Collins, out for the Bengals. We don't have Vaughn Miller to fully take advantage, but I think our defense can and will. And again, I will take the Buffalo Bills minus a half point. As long as Josh Allen's playing and they're 80% healthy, I'll take them at minus a half point over almost anybody in the league and almost any stadium in the world. Um, that's how I much I believe in Josh. It's funny watching Josh Allen play and watching Daniel Jones play uh, just for like the whole, you know, Brian Dable, what he's looking for in a quarterback. Daniel Jones is not fighting for these extra yards. Josh Allen will go to war for first downs. I love this guy. You should too. Uh, the football gods answered Buffalo fans about six years ago, and now we're just singing in church. It's going to be a fun Monday nighter with the best crew in town. Bills win. Uh, call it 27, 24. Should be a good one. All right. Uh, you know what? 27, 23. Closer than that. Or not as close. All right. My fourth pick. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three. Uh, 
Look, they, they, they played a much better game than they got credit for in that last game against the Raiders on uh, Christmas weekend. They outgained the Raiders by a lot. They held Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams to nothing. That defense really stepped it up. They just missed a couple field goals. And uh, Kenny Pickett was, sling, was, you know, slightly slinging it. And they just couldn't, they just weren't putting up points. Uh, going up against what I think, again, will not be Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, these teams play field goal games. I'm getting one team not necessarily fighting for a playoff spot anymore. They clinched last week, the Ravens. So operation, get healthy and chill. Doesn't sound too fun for a Friday night, but or a, for a Sunday night, but I feel like that's what the Ravens are going to do. And the Steelers are fighting for their life. They need to win both games and a ton of help. Well, why not? They got a good coach. They got a good young rookie quarterback that's molding with Fryermuth and Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Let's go. Again, I fucking hate Matt Canada, their offensive coordinator. But the Steelers team will get this done. Uh, 16-13 Steelers. All right. Uh, number five. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half. This is a weird one. I'm going up against the playoff scenarios here. Cleveland Browns plus two and a half going into Washington. Washington does not know who it's playing at quarterback in a game where they can clinch a playoff spot. What a weird spot to be in the locker room this week. All right, Taylor Heineke got you here. Your season was a wash, but he's an overachieving undrafted quarterback uh, who's now got a lot of tape against him and teams have figured him out a little bit. So even Ron Rivera doesn't believe in him that much. They benched him in, in the fourth quarter after the pick six and Carson Wentz went back in. I don't know. It, how, how can you pick uh, How can you pick this Washington team when you don't know who's going to be playing a quarterback? Let's assume it might be Carson Wentz. It looks like where they're leaning. Um, the Browns screwed me last week with my gold pick. They screwed a lot of good handicappers. They were up 10 nothing, and it was minus six Fahrenheit against Andy Dalton. They got the Saints put up 92 yards of passing and won, being down 10 nothing. So I'm just, this seems like a bit of an anomaly to me. I feel like if they keep the ball on the ground, Cleveland can cover the spread, probably be winning the game for a while. And Washington's going to have to come back with one of these quarterbacks. We will see. And my last pick, I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars minus four and a half. I got it last on my list because I fucking hate the AFC South. But the Jacksonville Jaguars should beat the Houston Texans, who should not even be trying to win. Just lock up that one seed, Houston. If you do one good thing this year as a franchise, it should be to lose these last two games. That's it. Look what happened to the Jets. They were in line to get... Trevor Lawrence two years ago and then just randomly decided to win two games they shouldn't have and now they're about to cut Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence and the Jags the exact team I'm betting on are rolling towards a division title and a new era of Jags football under Mr. Khan four and a half a little steep on the road versus kind of a weirdly feisty Houston team but I think Trevor Lawrence and his boys figure it out win by a touchdown let's go that's my picks uh yeah we got the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half versus the New York Jets in Seattle. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus three at Angeletti's favorite place in the world. The ship with the wenches uh, facing the Carolina Panthers for a division title. We got the Buffalo Bills circle the wagons on Monday Night Football in Cincy minus a half point. And we got the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three at Baltimore on Sunday Night Football at the Cleveland Browns plus two and a half. Uh, versus the Washington Commanders, who just don't have a name-starting quarterback. And I'll take the running game of Cleveland. And then we got the Jags minus four and a half going into Houston in, in the fucking fuck soup bowl of the day, but I'll take the Jags. Yeah! Ooh. 
I think it's very important that Jacksonville doesn't rest their players and wins this game and keeps all the young mojo moving forward because they can easily lay it down as well in Tennessee and kind of treat this like a bye. Rest all your bruises for that big game against Tennessee. When you're in, you host a playoff game. Blah, 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 blah. But if you lose twice to the Texans, remember Texans got their other win against the Jags. Okay? That's so, right. You know, <laughs> the Texans beat you twice, and all of a sudden you're supposed to be some world beater that I'm supposed to bet on in a do-or-die game? So I think it's uber importance, the complete opposite of Tennessee's where they've been there and they are an old roster and they need this full buy to be ready for this game in, in Jacksonville. Anyway, love that pick. I'm upset it's your six. That's my favorite pick of it because you're right. That reality of number one pick might also set in with Houston. Yeah, it should. It fucking but, should. <laughs> but you can't leave everything you left against KC in overtime, Dallas on the last play. Like those are those are Super Bowl teams. You, you gotta you gotta finish it off with a win. It's right? it's number six, Mike. I appreciate you liking it, but it's number six because as we discuss on this show all the time, what do we say? Hawk about the AFC South. Oh yeah. Anybody can beat anybody. It's fucking weird. Yep. So we got they always like do. That. Yes, Jag, the Jags ended the Colts' dreams last year. Remember that? And in a game no one saw coming. That was uh, that was really the beginning of the end for the Colts. That's what launched them into this uh, spiral, right? Um, actually, I like the gold pick too. Seattle. That's a big revenge spot. Geno Smith. Yeah. Got his lights punched out at MetLife that changed the direction of his life. That yep. led him into the geographically isolated Pacific Northwest in hiding. Okay, and now. They've lost a few in a row. Their back's against the wall. Probably not going to make it in, but they win two games. They could get in, right? And it's a new career-changing game for Geno. Hey, yeah. get in? Probably the starting quarterback of the yeah, Seahawks. Sure. Don't get in? Probably not. Yeah, or, or if you win the last two games and you finish above 500, right now you got some foundation and you're in the conversation, right? It's just this pick. It's like it's not like there's another guy in the room like kind of fighting for his job. Like, Yo, they got the number two or number three pick, looks like. Yeah, that is, true. that's the competition coming. They'll probably be playing on, on New Year's, same day. Carolina, Tampa, I'm staying away from. Panthers, super feisty. Uh, sidebar to all this, uh, Sam Darnold got, got a couple wins over Tommy Boy. He does. So it's not like it's some hang your hat on the handicap. It's just this young guy who you all don't think is that great has beaten Tom Brady a couple times, so that will further his cause in what only Tampa Bay plays tight games. So you know what the, the star for me is there? Vita Vea plays on. Carolina's turning into the best rushing team in the league, and Tampa Bay is not the same without Vita Vea in the middle. So keep an eye on that, DT. Shout out uh, Chaba Howard, good Canadian boy. Yeah, yeah, he's on the roll. Love the Bills pick, like we said. The Cleve Wash. Rivera going to go back. Talk about rolling the dice at the wrong time. Right. Can, can, can you spot the cold shooter? That That's also a skill that kind of gets lost on all this. It's, we won't say shot fighter because that's Matt Ryan, but Taylor is, is a streak dude, right? Harris loves him because of all the streaking he does. Pro, and, But if you smell the cold streak, 
but the playoffs are around the corner, right? I kind of get where he's going. Um, Deshaun, got to prove his worth. That's why I, it's all about Deshaun. It's not even it, about the. It's all about Deshaun. It's it, honestly. And here's the other thing. Everyone's bashing Russ's contract because that's the game everybody saw in the yeah. middle of Christmas. If anybody had watched that Saints-Browns game, there would be another contract being disputed. It's like, yo, is this guy washed? Is he? He's not as strong as he used to be. That's for sure. He just looks like he just looks like he's lost weight in the wrong areas. Yeah, well, he basically retired for two and a half years in the prime of his career. And when you do that, you lose mass. The guy also did like we're talking, you know, 66 hours of just laying there getting massaged by unsuspecting Instagram people. That's 66 hours. He wasn't in the gym. Yeah. All right. We're right, so your picks, bud. You got it. You got it. And it's a theme. I've swapped it up at the last second. I am taking the New Orleans Saints. Oh, and the Saints go marching in. Plus seven monster number versus a backup. Oh, and the Saints go marching Philadelphia in. Eagles are missing their Hall of Fame right tackle. This is the first game with it. Saints are a physical team. You know what the Saints are? The Saints are dead, but they are not buried. They're still on the map of the playoff with the poor division. So that, to me, is the most dangerous thing. Also, I went to New Orleans and did a Lafayette Cemetery tour where it looks like people are coming out of the grave. So that is one of the backbones of this pick. But I saw what I saw in Cleveland. Okay, Andy Dalton knows how to beat the Browns. Y'all forget about that, all right? There's one thing that Andy Dalton knows how to do in this league, and that was beat the Cleveland Browns, and he did it. <laughs> it's true. And now you got the Saints, who are hungry, who kind of play a Philly light style, right? It's true. Very, very in-your-face physical. Top defense. It's going to be – it's just they're dead but not buried. Plus seven is too much. I know Philly can clinch, but Gardner put up 35 points. You're going to do that again against another great D? First of all, Dallas D is kind of falling off. So plus seven is too much, too much for a team that is still alive. And I like Fighting for their lives. I like the New Orleans Saints. I got bit by an alligator in New Orleans, and it's left a large impression on me. That's I, owe that I owe that alligator $5 still. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You, you got to go into that a little bit. Yeah, after your pick, uh, I want to hear just quickly about the alligator. I didn't fucking know that. Green I thought Bay. I knew every. I, I thought I knew every animal that bit you. <laughs> <laughs> Packers minus three and a half is the sprinkle. The smash and sprinkle returns with the Green Bay Packers minus three and a half at home to the smoke and mirrors Minnesota Vikings. That was my futures. Hewlett, I failed to jump in when you were That's recapping right. yours. Minnesota cashed a couple weeks ago. Nobody knows it more than me. 61-yard field goals, historic comebacks, fumble in your own end zone. When does it end? The luck streak, and it ends against their bitter division rival who is streaking at the right time. Will it be enough? We don't know. But this isn't the week it stops. The Packers are not not going to win. I love the money line, folks. I am not love the money line. Out. Packers are winning this fucking game. The hook scares me. That's it. I'm going to swallow it because they pushed that to 425. By the way, 
caveat to this game. If the Commanders or the Giants happen to lose at home in the early slot ahead of the Packers game, which is at 425, yep. okay, that is a triple-double extra smash from Weird Mike on the Packers' money line. Okay, get your tile ready out, Huckster. Triple-double triple extra double smash. Extra smash. If the Colts beat the Giants and <laughs> or the Browns beat the Commanders. You understand? Yep. Put that big old sticker beside that. Weird pick. Back to basics. Couple of spreads. The Saints, the Cheeseheads. Talk about it. Couple uh, couple things, by the way. Uh, just a little caveat to our picks right now. Uh, as we record this, there's currently no spread on that Giants-Colts game. But let me tell you, I'm, I would love... Almost any giant spread right now. The Colts are done. They look done. They are done. Uh, giants are going to win this game. Just I yes. think I don't think the Colts know who's playing quarterback, which is why we don't have a spread yet. But Giants are going to win. Hey, if they win, they're in. And Chuck Hewlett's pumped. Uh, I didn't miss one snap of that Monday nighter, and I think Nick Foles walked into Jeff Saturday's fake office and just said, "You know what? I'm out of here." <laughs> All right. What does he need this for? Uh, they didn't put Matt Ryan in out of respect of what happened to him. That was a respect play. They tried playing the kid Ellinger. That's who I think is going to start, Hewlett. I think they're going to start the kid, give him two more games, see if he's somebody they want to keep around the organization, right? Well, if you're a Giants fan, I bet you're pretty fucking pumped about that. Yeah, <laughs> right? Windy day at MetLife and a kid who can't throw on a nice day. As jokes during that Monday night, or, you know, you go on Instagram, like this has become a pretty common thing for people to do, like – and they showed a picture of Nick Foles with the confetti holding the Super Bowl. And just the, the caption is like, this is a real picture. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you're right. I think the loss comes from the commanders and their QB. Yeah. Whatever's going on there. Keep in mind for the Packers, folks, don't get it twisted. Like all the commanders just have to lose one game of the remaining two. And if the Packers win there too against the Vikings and Lions, Aaron Rodgers is not done. And uh, I guarantee that the San Francisco 49ers, even though they have a great history against Aaron Rodgers in the pack, would much rather play any other wildcard team, Commanders, Seahawks, Lions, name it, rather than a red-hot Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. All right, just quickly, what the fuck happened with the Alligator? We're on the final day of Brent Sescon's bachelor party in New Orleans, and <laughs> I had organized a fan boat tour into the bayou. I yep. said, hey, Brent, every one of these things has a great uh, nature story, you know, a hike, uh, a boat ride, a fishing trip, whatever. So he said, yeah, great idea. Wrong idea to put it on the final day. We're all at the end of our rope after a few days of partying. Well, we get onto that fan boat and there's not a tree in sight and it's 114 degrees in the middle of the bayou and we are literally sweating and melting through our skin. I'm not a big drinker. I'm not a big... Anyway, I had to jump in the water to cool down. I felt like I was in a volcano. I've never felt like this before. Just to cool down for a moment, I had to jump into this bathtub of water. And our fan boat guide says, you know, there's we're on a gator tour, right? There's alligators everywhere. I said, I really don't care. Like, I can't unless this tour ends and I swim back, I got to do something. So I jumped in. Who follows me after? The Bachelor. Brent and me in the middle <laughs> of the bayou. He's like, I couldn't believe you did it. 
He's like, you're a pussy. I'll do anything you do. So he did <laughs> okay, so there we are. And we see a gator coming up. The guy's like, there's a gator coming. So we run back into the boat. That's not the gator that bit me. Later in the tour, they bring in a tiny gator to run around your boat. That's the fucker that bit me. That little souvenir gator that was running around like a little chihuahua in her fan boat leaped up and snagged me on the back of my wrist. I got the scar here. And I was bleeding. Anyway, that's the gator that bit me. How about that? You should have been there, Hugh. I was in China. I, 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 I had one weekend off and it was for Brent's wedding. I was I flew home for three days yeah, okay, from China. Anyway, wow. uh, a fucking good story. You're a pussy. I'll do anything you do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, I laugh at the most. Hey, that's great. Uh, yeah, just by the way, check out Bet Openly, bet.openly on Instagram or TikTok. 1% juice. It's a betting exchange. And it's the future of betting, folks. Normally, it's 110 bucks for a money line to win 100. It's 101 to win 100 on Bet Openly. Times that by all your bets. You get it. BetOpenly.com. And uh, if, download the BetStamp app. Track your bets. Stay, you know, get good market analysis. And it, especially for props bets, that's what I use it for. You can find the best value across 14 different sports books for whatever prop you want to take. And so on and so forth. Download the Best Stamp app. Use the code at Hughes Talking. And we partnered up with the Canadian Concussion Center at Toronto Western Hospital. Get your noggin checked. Uh, you know, it's not an engine light. Don't just keep going. It's 2022. A lot of future science and good, smart people working on uh, concussions and their symptoms and all that stuff. And in honor of our buddy Ryan Elder, uh, we're trying to raise awareness for the Canadian Concussion Center at Toronto Western Hospital. Thank you. And uh, thank you to all of our Hughes Holiday helpers who helped out. And remember to keep playing the, uh, all of our contests. we got some exciting ones coming up with Storyteller Beer for the playoffs. And our pick six is heating up. Two weeks left. Bunch of prize packs from Team LTD and Bet Openly going to our top three competitors. Good luck, everybody. Thanks for listening. Do we got anything for Shut the Huck Up? Go Titans. Do we got anything for... Keep it weird. <laughs> Happy New Year. Feliz años. Bon ane. Bon an. Enjoy it. Saturday night, New Year's. The next one is going to be a long time from now. So enjoy it, everybody. Happy watching. And let's go, Buckeyes. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. See you later.